good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Truckers Podcast. Straightforward talk and out with it. So come out and join me as Canada is kicking off this massive campaign with this vaccine. Gentlemen, this is the Truckers Podcast. I am your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. And welcome to the show. Well, let's get those thank yous out there. And we'll get the thank you starting out there with the scientists around the world of getting this vaccine that is much needed around the world. Thank them for their hard work and dedication. And of course, thank you to all of our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses, our paramedics and our police and our fire departments. We thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And thank you to my listeners and my followers and my guests. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what a historic moment for the, for the world here in North America. First COVID-19 vaccinations administered in Canada, kicking off a massive campaign. This is real exciting news. Really exciting. I'm ecstatic about it. So in Toronto and Quebec, a long-term care resident in Quebec and a nursing home worker in Ontario received Canada's first COVID-19 vaccinations today, Monday, kicking off the largest 
immunization campaign in the country's history. The shots from Pfizer were administered in Quebec City and the city of Toronto within a half hour of each other, creating some confusion about which province could make claim to being the first in the country to hand out the doses. Who cares? Who cares who lays first claim? That's irrelevant. What's relevant is that it's happening. What we witnessed today in a massive step forward in the fight against this deadly virus, said Ontario Premier Doug Ford, who thanked the Toronto Hospital Network that administered his province's first vaccine. Thanks to them, we are the first in Canada and one in the one of the first in North America to administer this vaccine. In Quebec, the province health minister said 89-year-old received her vaccination at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at a long-term care home in the provincial's capital, making her the first in Canada to get the shot. That is just awesome. That is just so awesome. But that was only announced after a Toronto personal support worker received her shot during the live broadcast around noon. Leaders in both provinces said the rollout of the shots marked a historic day. This is a watershed moment. The beginning of the end of this terrible pandemic, Ford said in a statement. The light at the end of the tunnel grows brighter every day, but we must remain in our, on our guard. So meaning, ladies and gentlemen, that these emergency orders are going to stay in place. We will still be wearing a mask. We'll still be social distancing. We still be sanitizing our hands. We will not be gathering in large crowds. As I see from time to time, as I, as I look up stories to tell you, of the idiots out there, I just think this is a hoax. And it's against your freedoms and liberties. Yeah, whatever. What matters right now, ladies and gentlemen, is that this vaccine is rolling out. And we're all going to get our turn. We just need to be patient. The health minister, Christian Dube, said it was a very, very big day for the province. Officials says they will be vaccinating residents and staff at the Quebec City long-term care home in Montreal after receiving a shipment of the vaccine Sunday night. In Toronto, a long, a long time employee of the, of the nursing home received the vaccine 
to applaud from a form of applause from staff from the University Health Network. Cheers erupted as she bumped elbows with hospital executives moments later. That is awesome. She was among a group of five nursing home workers who were given their first few shots of the vaccine in Ontario. And she says, it's an honor. Thank you very much, she said. I'll continue to do my job as a, as a personal support worker. The board praised her and other workers who got the shot for their dedication to their job. Ontario received 6,000 doses of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine on Sunday. The government plans to give them to approximately 2,500 healthcare workers. Half the shots will be administered this week and the other half will be intentionally held back to give the same workers a required second dose 21 days later. This is just, just right off the charts, ladies and gentlemen. The vaccines in Toronto were given at the at the, the Missionary Institute, which is run by the University Health Network. The president of the network, Kevin Smith, called the administration of the first vaccines a victory for science. And it is. Nobody was expecting them to come up with this miracle as fast as they did. It's unprecedented that this is taking place. Today, we really turned the corners, Smith said. I'd like to say this is the shot that'll be heard around the world. Ontario said healthcare workers, long-term care residents, and their caregivers will be among the first to receive the vaccine. Adults in, in uh, uh, indigenous communities, residents of retirement homes, and recipients of chronic home health care will also be priority groups. The province says it will be prior, uh, prioritizing the distribution of the vaccine in regions with the highest rates of COVID-19. Right now, that is Ontario and Quebec. The government said, however, vaccine isn't expected to be more broadly available to the general public until at least April. Which that's it's to be expected, ladies and gentlemen. To all the to all my fellow Canadians here in Canada. We need to stand fast. We need to toe the line. We need to keep doing the things that we're doing. And this retired general, Rick Hillier, who is leading the province's vaccine task force, says an additional 90,000 doses of the Pfizer vaccine are expected to arrive later this month. Those doses will be provided to 14 hospitals in COVID-19 hotspots. Miller said Ontario also expects to receive between 30,000 and 85,000 doses of the 
Moderna vaccine by the new year, pending its approval by Health Canada, which will it will get approved. The province expects to receive 2.4 million doses, allowing it to vaccinate 1.2 million people during the first three months of 2021. Here in Ontario, we have reported 1,940 new cases of COVID-19 today and 23 new deaths due to the virus. Quebec reported 1,620 new COVID-19 cases today and 25 more deaths linked to the novel coronavirus. If people out there who don't take this serious, you need to give your freaking heads a shake. And you knock off your BS is what you need to do. This is just astounding, ladies and gentlemen. Just astounding that we've come this far and the vaccines are rolling out. I'm patient, I'm a patient person. I can wait my turn. I'll be following the rules out there, as I always have. And being a local truck driver, taking every precaution every single day, like going out there, making my rounds, doing my deliveries and my pickups and coming home, sanitizing my hands on a regular basis, wearing a mask, Staying the hell away from people. People out there think that these these restrictions that are imposed on us are against their freedoms and liberties. And like I said, you need to give your head a shake. For those people out there that think this is a hoax, you know what? Don't get the goddamn vaccine. You know, you're just ignorant to the fact of science. You're just ignorant to the fact that this COVID-19 isn't deadly, when in fact it is. You look at the United States and the mess that they're in with this COVID-19. Over 15 million infected in the United States, 300,000 people dead. People out there that think this is this just bullshit, you know what? Kiss my ass. Plain and simple. You know, I was watching, uh, I was looking at another news article, and there were something like 40 people in this mall in Montreal not wearing a mask, not social distancing, and dancing around the music. How ridiculous is that? Fines are going to be handed out. They are going to get fined.
you know, they don't just, you know, these people like that, you know, they just think about themselves and nobody else. It's all about them and nobody else. Oh, my liberties and freedoms. Oh, my God. You're, you're infringing on my rights. No, no, they're not, actually. Like I said on my other podcast, do you see a lawyer running to your rescue? You see a lawyer out there putting together a case against the government and the health officials. No, you don't see that happening because the lawyers know that this is not against your liberties and freedoms. This is a public health crisis. And the governments and the health officials can take these measures. They can impose these restrictions upon us to hopefully save lives and potentially your life. So either get off the pot or shit, or just kiss my ass. For those people out there, I think this is just BS. Unflipping believable. When I see people holding parties when they're not supposed to be holding parties, it just irks me. It gets under my skin and it pisses me off. You should be thankful that you have any freedom at all. If you don't like your, if you don't like what's going on. Too bad. But I'll say this: when they impose restrictions and they and they close and they impose lockdowns for non-essential services. No, you include everybody, even the big box stores. You lock them down too. We should be on a, on a level playing field. If you allow the big box stores to be open, then they can't sell non-essential items. Toronto is going to remain in their lockdown. Their, their, their 28 days are up. And they still have cases coming in. Here in the city of London, Ontario, where I live, we're in, we're in the red restrict. Windsor and Essex, and Essex counties are in lockdown. York region is in lockdown. They weren't locked down before. They were in the red restrict. Toronto went in there first. But where do people go? They just go elsewhere. The whole metropolitan area of Toronto, people just spread out, go shopping all over the place, do whatever they want. There's probably going to be more lockdowns coming in the weeks ahead. I won't be one bit surprised if that happens. But these vaccines coming out and being administered, 
this is the first step, the very first step of getting back to normal. To all my fellow Canadians across this great land of ours of Canada, let's do our part. Let's toe the line. Let's stand together. And let's fight this horrible virus with what we have as we're waiting our turn to be vaccinated. And pleading with my fellow Canadians to do the right things. And for those who are not, knock it off. You're just making asses of yourself. You're making fools of yourself. And you're just ticking off a lot of people. This is great news, not just for Canada and North America, but this is great news for the world. What an amazing defeat that this is going to be. Here's a little topic here. The second stage of COVID-19 vaccination should target those most likely to spread the virus, some experts say. When it comes to the first stage of the administering of the vaccine for COVID-19, particularly when it's in short supply, there appears to be consensus that policymakers should attempt to limit deaths and target the most vulnerable. But some researchers suggest that by the second stage, once more vaccines is available, the strategy should be should change to trying to prevent the spread. Once we have once we have covered the, the, the vulnerable groups, there should be seriously consider consider prioritizing according to the contacts of vaccinating either demographic groups or even individuals who have more contacts. Well, it's gonna be hard to decide that. This is from a, a university Waterloo professor of applied math who helped develop a computer model to determine the best vaccine deployment. That appears to be at odds with recommendations put forward by Canada's National Advisory Committee a committee on immunization, which makes recommendations on the use of newly approved vaccines. It says that after the first stage of vaccines roll out, those who have risked their lives during the pandemic, such as essential workers and first responders, should be inoculated. Well, they are going to be. In the United Kingdom, people have become receiving the Pfizer vaccine. On Wednesday, Health Canada announced it had also approved it. The first doses have arrived in Canada on Sunday night. 
and more to follow on Monday, meaning some Canadians should be receiving shots within days. In the first few months of the rollout, officials estimated that 3 million Canadians could be vaccinated with the two-dose vaccine. The vaccines will be distributed to jurisdictions on a per capita basis so that each province will receive vaccine doses in the numbers appropriate to its share of the population. The elderly and healthcare workers first in line. It's up to the provinces and territories to decide who will receive the vaccines first, recommendations put forward by the committee. The first stage, the committee advises initial doses to go to four groups. Residents and staff of long-term care homes. Adults 70 and older, beginning with people 80 and older, then decreasing to five, five-year increments to 70 as supply becomes available. Healthcare workers, including all those who work in clinical settings and personal support workers who come in direct contact with their patients. Adults in indigenous communities where infections can have disappropriate consequences. Those guidelines up with the advisory committee on immunization practices at the U.S. Center of Disease Control and Prevention that groups recommended that if the vaccine is limited supply, those who should receive it first are healthcare professionals, workers in essential and critical industries, people at higher risk for severe COVID-19 illness because of their underlying medical conditions and people 65 years and older. I think, this is not my opinion, I think that given the disparity in vaccines and the lack of knowledge about increasing transmission, you have to go for individual level protection, which is protecting those that will suffer the most complications and or get the virus And that is our elderly people. They should be getting it first along with the PSWs and all of our doctors and our nurses in every sector of the medical field. This is what needs to be done. <clears throat> then they have the stage two recommendations. For stage two of the vaccination rollout, the NACI recommended that recipients include healthcare workers not included in the initial rollout. Residents and staff of all other concrete settings, example, living quarters for migrant workers, correctional facilities, homeless shelters. Essential workers including police firefighters and those in food production. Those recommendations were based in part on what the committee defines as precipitory. That is, giving the vaccine to people who have already risked their lives during the pandemic. 
including healthcare workers, first responders, and other essential workers, such as those who work in grocery stores, where it is difficult, if not impossible, to socially distance. And also people who have been putting their lives on the line to protect us in our society need to be prioritized. Strategy should switch. You know, as I look down through this thing here, you know, they really just need this to be on one page categorizing it from the most vulnerable to all our healthcare individuals from every level of, of, of the medical world and then move down the list. That's what needs to be done. I thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be back out here at 9 p.m. to kick off another Christmas stories. So I hope you can come out here and join me for that. And so let's thank you to the listeners and thank you to the to my followers for taking the time out of your day to join me here in the Trucker Podcast. And to our scientists around the world for your hard work and dedication of getting this vaccine rolled out. And thank you to all of our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses and our paramedics, our police and our fire departments. We thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And now this segment of the Truckers Podcast is coming to an end and we will just we'll just use the inspirational Christmas music to end this episode of the Trucker Podcast. Thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining me this afternoon. I'm your host Doug from London, Ontario, Canada and this is the Truckers Podcast. So please join me at 9 p.m. tonight.